1: Let's start the show. Let's start the show. Hot one, hot two, hot three, hot AC from your radio, live and uncut. Tonight, tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for hanging and being part of my radio family. I am your host, AD. (laughs) Joining the conversation by tweeting me at ADSXE is where you can find me on the Twitterverse. What have you stumbled across today on iHeartRadio on the Extreme Talk Station? Essentially, (laughs) this is the dealio. I am the Mosh Pits Ambassador to Talk Radio, former punk rock kid in a band who, after the band was over, after he was done touring the world, realized that despite the fact that he'd had a lot of fun and and learned a couple things out on the world. Uh, the uh, Warp Tour did not really set you up for any real career opportunities. So, naturally, being qualified for nothing, I wound up in radio. Bounced around a little bit doing rock radio, and then uh, finally decided that what I had to say was infinitely more interesting than what Metallica and Nirvana had to say. Maybe it wasn't more interesting than what Metallica and Nirvana had to say in 1991 when they were in their heyday, but everybody's heard those songs for the past 20 years, and um, I I think I'm a little bit more interesting than that. So I decided to stick a toe into the pool of talk radio. I was uh, (laughs) rebuked, though, with extreme prejudice when I tried to get a job on a radio station, uh, dominating by angry old white men that made a living by saying that minorities smelled funny. Uh, I was described by the program director of that station as an overgrown skater kid that looked like he should be hanging around outside 7-Eleven. While that may be true, I felt for one tiny moment when that happened to me that I've been judged. I've been judged based on my appearance. And it made me so mad. And I went to bed mad that night. And I woke up mad the next morning. And I went to bed mad that night again. And the next morning, I was still angry, so on the second day, I did something about it. I sent an email to the Grand Dragons of talk radio at Premier, <laughs> and I said, Hey, I think I'm good. Here's some of my stuff. You should listen to it. I've been told I'll never get a real job in talk radio because I look like this, and I attached a picture of myself, and not like that, and I attached a picture of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> And I got an email back immediately from the Grand Dragons of talk radio saying, you know what? Uh, The day of the angry old white guy who makes a living off of saying that minorities smell funny um, is rapidly coming to an end. Eventually, those guys are going to die. Their audiences are getting older and uh, they're looking for something new. And we think you might be it. We're going to install you on the extreme talk station on iHeartRadio. You are the poster child for the next generation of Talk Radio Superstar. And I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. That sounds like it pays pretty well, too. I mean, <laughs> Talk Radio Superstar, like, what am I going to be making? Go on, go on. What, what am I, I mean, not as much as Rush, but like, and they're like, yeah, that, that, that part isn't important right now. What's important is the art. You, you make nothing. But, you know, poster child, next generation of Talk Radio Superstar. So here I am. And I thank you so much for joining me and being part of an experiment, I suppose, where we uh, where we try and, and drum up a new kind of talk radio, one that will inevitably rule the world when Rush Limbaugh eventually eats his last donut and does his last hit of Oxycontin and his black heart pumps the last bit of bile through his veins. Uh, we will have arrived. This is your time. This is my time. And I thank you so much for hanging out as we. Bring the left and the right together over universal truths like boobs are awesome and fart jokes are funny. Today in the show, marrying your computer. It's a thing, it's happening. Where do you suppose that's happening? If you said in Florida, well, then you're correct there's a certain thing about Florida I'm not entirely sure what it is but certain types of news stories always seem to happen out of Florida maybe it's the swampy conditions in which they live but you know like you don't hear about these things happening in Louisiana or other places along the Gulf Coast where it's equally swampy and humid and the heat drives people to do crazy crazy things like uh, when you first heard that someone went crazy on bath salts and had eaten someone's face did you automatically assume it happened in Florida because I did and if you're like me you'd be right. So we'll discuss how a man in Florida is attempting to marry his porn-laden computer. We'll talk a little bit about accidental government drone deliveries. man had a $400,000 government drone delivered to his house and was told that he could keep it. And uh, maybe if we have time, we'll talk about the Mile High Club. Joining the Mile High Club on an airplane with your parents mere feet away. So, that's what's going on around here today. And like I said, I thank you so much for hanging out, being part of my radio family. You rule. Joining the conversation by tweeting me, at ADSXE is where you can find me on the Twitterverse. And I want to ask you this quick question, if I may. Where did you suppose you would be in life at this stage in the game? Did you have dreams? Did you have hopes? Did you have aspirations? Maybe you're a kid. Maybe you're 15, 16 years old. A lot. You know what's interesting about this show? The show's been going since October. And uh, folks that listen on iHeartRadio are early adopters of new technology i.e. a 15-year-old will probably listen to this show before his or her mom or dad. And you know what I've found that is really interesting? I have found that 15, 16-year-old kids, they might not talk about it, at least not to their parents. But all the things we talk about on this show, government, going through life, your place in the world, 15, 16-year-olds think about it a lot. I think probably when you're 15, 16, before life crashes down around you and adulthood looms on the horizon, I think that's when you think about those things the most. I think that's when you take those things the most seriously. And today, we're going to get back to that sense of wonder that you had when you were 15, 16-year-old. And that's how we're going to look at the world today. When you really take everything as it comes, with puppies in my face, and dad got to join Time a stretch, you see. Back the you Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for hanging and being part of my radio family. I'm your host, AD. Joining the conversation by tweeting me at ADSXE is where I be on the Twitterverse. I am ably produced in Los Angeles by my man Funkhauser, who is pressing buttons, making me sound entirely more professional than I actually am. Thank you very much,
2: Funkhauser. How are you today? Uh, good, good. <laughs> Technically, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Technically, you're good. Technically. What What does that mean in actuality? Well, I'm over here trying to push buttons and and uh, you know, I, I'm breathing and a little stressed because the Comrex is down. But yeah. uh, you know, okay. I'm working on that. So, all in all, <laughs> Thank I'm you. Thank I'm you very good. Much. Uh, should I like the
1: the super producer to the stars title which I bestow upon you today? Are you feeling like you deserve it?
2: Today, yes, because I'm yes. I am making magic, because you're putting out those fires, aren't you? I'm trying. Boy, <laughs> he's trying. Uh,
1: today in the show, we discuss marrying your computer, accidental drone deliveries, and the Mile High Club uh, with your parents mere feet away. Have you ever? Uh, have you ever become a member of the Mile High Club? Uh, yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Once. You must be you, you must be a nimble individual because uh, but it doesn't count if you do it by yourself. But like I can't <laughs> I can barely fit into the
2: bathrooms and I'm not like I like for well, I those got that to never seen me. I got to fly it's one the... of those G fours once. You know one of those wait, what? private dudes? How and uh, that... okay.
1: And, and wait, hold on, are you telling me that you join the mile high club in a private jet?
2: Yes, sir. Yes sir,
1: Bob. That's the greatest story I've ever heard And we'll have to get to it in a, a super bit. producer knows how to super produce I guess you uh, super produced yourself up A situation usually reserved for people like Puff Daddy Well done I am very impressed with that I, I want to hear all about that But first, let's uh, discuss the events of today In a segment we like to call My Witness News in absolutely no way, shape, or form Fair, and certainly
2: not balanced What is going on in the world today, Funkhauser? Well, a Florida man tried to marry a laptop That's completely filled with porn. Or, as it's known around my house, a laptop. We Mm -hmm. will uh, discuss him and the
1: deeper political implications of a Florida man attempting to enter holy
2: matrimony with his laptop a little later on in the show. What else? Well, a new survey found that the kitchen is the number one place for couples to have sex.
1: Yeah, at the kitchen. I think mostly because the women don't have to go far to fetch the guy's sandwich afterwards. <clears throat> Actually, I, it was low-hanging fruit, but I, I really hate sandwich jokes. Like, I, <laughs> the, the sa- A, it's diminishing to women. B, it made it so that, like, if you look at your girl and even mention a sandwich, you're a sexist pig and you're going to get a slap when all you really wanted was a sandwich. Like, the implications that have been created by sandwich jokes have ruined a good pastrami on rye for all of us, and I'm sick of it. So it I am hereby taking a stand against sandwich jokes. What it, else? It's a damn shame. It's it is a damn. It, yeah, well, okay, if you've if you've uh, if you've gotten busy on a private jet, really the kitchen. I, I can't. I the, I do not find the area where food preparation takes place. Conducive to that sort of thing I always just think about Sort of like crumbs and stuff Sticking to your butt Like I'm not uh, I don't really understand The whole doing it In the kitchen thing at all Like it makes no sense to me It seems Seems
2: unsanitary And uncomfortable I wonder when they say they, They've taken a survey Like what kind of people They've surveyed You know Are they like Kitchen aficionados <laughs> Chefs. Yeah, Chefs <laughs> Kim Kardashian says She's worried about Raising a daughter In a world Filled with racism Oh, yeah. That's probably why she's letting
1: a team of nannies do it for her.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of the kid? What, what's, the, what's the... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Isn't it like North? Didn't like uh, it like oh, Northwest? Northwest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll use it in a sentence for you. Hey, look. Who's that kid getting their ass kicked on the playground again? Oh, it's Northwest.
2: <clears throat> what else? India... Has officially recognized a third gender, India. Oh, India.
1: Well, that's good. So now there's like, uh, there's male, there's female, and uh, I guess whatever the hell Jared Leto is. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) So India is such a weird place because they're so far ahead of all the rest of us in so many ways. Like they officially recognize a third gender. And did you know that they have also recognized dolphins as. I think they're called non-human persons or something like that. Like they, they've recognized that dolphins are incredibly intelligent. They've made it illegal to use them in any form of entertainment or to keep... They've, they've recognized that dolphins are so intelligent that they have to be recognized as just more than an animal, which is incredibly progressive and forward thinking, and it also means that if you're in India, it's better to be a dolphin than a gay person where you're going to get stoned to death. It's the weirdest dichotomy that they're so backwards in some way And like, hey, hmm, you know, we've uh, given it some thought, and uh, we think that we should be recognizing dolphins and preserving the sanctity of intelligent animal life and not even calling them animals. We're that forward thinking. Now, go back to defecating in the street and throwing rocks at gay guys. Like... <laughs> It's the weirdest place in terms of being completely forward and completely
2: backward at the same time. Very strange. What else? Cher is uh, still alive, and she appears on the new Wu-Tang Clan album. Mm. In related news, Cher will never be asked to sing the national anthem at a Clippers game again.
1: Cher, yeah. got a, she's like pushing 70 now, like beating the crap out of her 60s. Am I right? Like She might even be 70. Do you know how old she is? Oh, oh I don't know. That's oh my oh. there That's really that's, like, that, I don't think that's what Cher sounds like I hear she goes oh, and, and flips her hair oh, a lot oh. But I only know that from watching Episodes of Will and Grace in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> I know she uh, Had a really good keister back in the day When she was on the Beavis and Butthead album cover Oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that yep. yeah. Hold D- on let's think about that for a second do. Yeah, um, so I, I did, did, she actually went on stage wearing nothing but pasties. I have not yet seen pictures.
2: Oh, I saw those I'm pictures. I'm not entirely
1: sure I want... Oh, you did? Yeah, good
2: times, actually. Good times. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
1: Fake cans, though, right? Whatever. Work. for yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I, but I'm just saying, there's like, there's no way you can be 70 years old and remain buoyant to the
2: point I mean, where I you think can the, dance around on stage in pasties. I think the whole thing was fake. Like, the, from the neck down.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, she, she's uh, she's well-known for uh, nipping and or tucking, from what I understand. You know what I don't understand about, like, people in, in Hollywood and show business that, like, get plastic surgery? Huh. Why does anybody get bad plastic surgery? Like, there's a lot of really bad plastic surgery, surgery floating around. I had to interview, uh, who was it, Mickey Rourke. I interviewed that guy, and, like... Ooh. yeah that was interesting times trying to like focus on my questions for him as opposed to look at his face and be like what the hell is God? and then there was this awkward moment where he goes I wish I had your hair and started stroking my head in a rather Hannibal Lecter sort of way and it was awesome yet very uncomfortable at the same time but I was looking at it and he definitely had that like plastic surgery burn victim thing going on it was weird and then like you see all these all this crazy clickbait on the interwebs of people that got bad plastic surgery like celebrities and you got to figure that like there must be one person who's good like there must be people that are good at that sort of stuff that don't butcher people make them look like deranged burn victims afterwards how come word doesn't get around and they all go to the same one how can you be in entertainment where your looks are your business and then go get butchered like it boggles my mind everybody should be using Cher's plastic surgeon because she's 70 and she went out on stage with pasties and nobody seemed to think it was disgusting. Yeah. Except for maybe the people in the third row who she grazed with her
2: nipple. Uh, what else? Zach Efron. That's how you say his name, right? Zach Efron? Efron. I, I don't know. He did a sketch in drag on Jimmy Fallon. Oh. Yeah. Did you did you see that? I just saw what you call a, a clickbait. Yeah. On, on the internet of a picture of the three of them. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a he little looked, bit
1: of it. Uh, he looks so much like a woman, people mistook him for Jared Leto. Oh,
2: what else is going on mm, in the world? That's a
1: double whammy for
2: him. Yeah, yeah I know. Whammy! <laughs> Jason Priestley recently said fame destroyed his friendship with Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah, which was fascinating and everything, but sometimes I have to remind him that the Starbucks isn't going to assistant manage himself, itself, and if he could just go get my latte, that would be great. My foamy, foamy latte. Thanks, Priestley.
2: <sighs> In music news? Well, a band made $20,000 off Spotify by uploading nothing but 10 silent tracks
1: brilliant. I saw this. This is incredible. In a day where streaming services are completely sticking it to the artist, making it impossible for them to do things like eat, live, and pay rent, these guys put one over on Spotify. They uploaded 10 silent tracks to Spotify and encouraged people to listen to them overnight, and they made 20 Gs off of nothing but silence. Unfortunately, the silence was not provided by a band called the Black Eyed Peas, but nevertheless, you got to admire a small band sticking it to the man, which they did.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah, And I'm yep. playing a little bit of this band behind us right now. Oh, yeah! Very good. I love like this song. Mm. Mm, Number track good. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I prefer this. I,
1: I like it when they get into track five, but really, it means nothing without track four. before and it's it, it too. it's it's, so awesome. it's
2: very rare that artists in this day and age put so much into sequencing. What else is going on? In a recent phone conversation, Donald Sterling says he's not a racist. Uh, yeah. Did, wasn't he going on the record saying like, "How can I be racist?
1: I'm half Jewish." <laughs> I don't know. Like he's like, I'm ha- I think that was his argument. He's like, I can't be racist. I'm half Jewish. Now, I became Jewish by osmosis. Um, through family members not so long ago, and I, I the, the the people that I consider my family that are Jewish, I love them more than anything in the world. They're fantastic. They're wonderful, warm, welcoming people. I, I, I'm not overly religious, but I, I really enjoy the sort of like Jewish take on religion, and I, just it's fantastic. And, and like I said, lovely, heartwarming people. However, pretty racist. <laughs> Like, a lot of them, pretty racist. And I don't think uh, being Jewish precludes you from being bigoted or racist. So, like, Donald Sterling saying that, like, how can I be racially insensitive when I'm half-Jewish? Just because you're part minority doesn't mean you can't be a bigoted scumbag.
0: Oh, God.
2: It doesn't count when you're 104 years old, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, totally not. Like, then you get a pass. Uh, What else? TMZ, says Donald Sterling, told friends he only made racist comments in hopes that uh, it would get his girlfriend, V. Stiviano, to get it on, have some sex with him. He only uh, did that for uh, the poon. uh, Well,
1: you know, if making racist statements got you laid, my grandpa would be the single biggest
2: ladies' man in history. In sports news? In sports news, the first round of the NFL draft took place last night, being uh, a high draft pick is a guaranteed way to make millions in pro sports. So Mm -hmm. it was a big deal.
1: Yeah, the other way to make millions in pro
2: sports is secretly recording Donald Sterling. What else? Uh, let's see. Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari. Welcome to Little Baby Boy.
1: Oh yeah, baby cute. Boy. Insiders say he has Kristen Cavallari's eyes
2: And his daddy Jay Cutler's inability to beat the Packers
1: What else is happening in the world? Quick, quick, let's get through it
2: Let's get through it Spanish police arrested a Colombian man for selling a sandwich consisting of ham cheese and 100 grams of cocaine (laughs) (laughs) Cocaina. Or, you know, as Lindsay Lohan knows it, lunch (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Vladimir Putin took part in ceremonies celebrating the end of World War II yesterday, No
1: Yeah, he uh, took part in ceremonies celebrating the end of World War II. He then went back to his normal routine of trying to start World War III. Putin's a weird one. He really is. Like, like, on the one hand, what the hell? He's this crazy Bond villain, warmongering, homophobic dude that makes it illegal for people to be gay in, in Russia. He does so many things that I'm completely diametrically opposed to. Yet, it was his like open letter to the world that stopped everything kicking off in Syria not so long ago. Like I was just like, really? That guy? Crazy Bond villain homophobic guy getting ready to invade borders all over the world? Keeps us out of pointless... Pointless conflict with Syria where the human cost would have been outlandish, outrageous, and egregious. I was like, politics makes for some strange bedfellows sometime. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, me and Putin, totally together on this one. Like he cares. Oh, it has come to this. A guy wants to marry his porn-filled computer. Like we said, this story originates, as all these stories seem to originate, in Florida. And he's filed a case to allow him to marry his porn-filled Apple computer you mm-hmm. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out. Being part of my radio family. I'm your host AD. Joining the conversation by tweeting me at ADSXE is where you can find me in the Twitterverse. Tweet my boy Funkhauser as well. What is your Twitter handle again? Funk FM. At FunkFM. Joining the conversation by tweeting both of us, you like those like uh, those, those countdowns of the bands that we play, like their their potted history that we play during commercials sometimes, don't you? Like the, the yeah, I learned about the, the Foo fighters. fighters today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of cool. Like that's I, whenever I hear that, I kind of like laugh because that's one of my other jobs like is is being the voice of this sort of like alternative station not like a, an on-air dj but like uh, the voice and, and like i took the gig because y- there's like voice guys a little peek behind the radio curtains for those that uh, are joining us this is basically a conversation between me and uh and miss your funk over there but like there's radio voice guys that all they do is like read scripts from their house that overlooks like the pacific ocean and and <laughs> make ass tons of Money by just being like Foo Fighters
2: got Tonight their
1: guitar on CBS. Players. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like there's, and so like when I was offered this piece of work doing that, the being the voice of the station, I was like, yeah, I'll do this. This will be my start to the big easy money. And uh, so far, not so much. But I do enjoy it. But like there was this one night where I came home and it was like they wanted they were running these specials on Nirvana because you know like uh, anniversary of Kurt Cobain offing himself and them getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and stuff like that. And uh, like I get this email being like, hey, uh, no, it's last minute, but can you have this stuff to us? tomorrow morning. So I get home to my studio after a day on the grind, and I'm like, sure, yeah, no problem. And uh, I, I start reading um, these, like, bits of history on Nirvana, like, starting in Aberdeen, Washington, Kurt Cobain learned how to play the guitar with his left hand, Yeah, you know, and so, like, I was reading that, and I was like, that's cool, and then I realized, like, I was expecting to, like, most of these assignments are, like, a page, or two pages of copy, and I was, expo- I was expecting to get through it, like, super fast and then go the hell to bed. I was awake till three in the morning, and they snuck it on me, and essentially I read the biography of Nirvana into a microphone, one night Until until
2: all hours I was like Oh <laughs> You sons of bitches yep, <laughs> That's what they do true. Oh it's just that's, gonna be that's... Real quick It's gonna be Real easy You know I, I know you can get it done Real quick And, and then yeah. it'll be Everybody will be happy don't you find that? And it's probably the
1: same for people in all areas of work. It's just like as people, you know, like as the economy turns down and as companies downsize yet still accept the same amount of productivity, like don't you find, uh, you know, this probably goes for funk and this probably goes for you listening, but don't you find on your job, they they keep like giving you these little responsibilities and, and they're not big tasks to do per se, but they're just like, ah, oh, if you could do this, yeah, it'll just take five minutes. Uh, if you could send an email out to this person, this person, this person person that'd be great uh and if you could do this like it'll just take five minutes and it'll be like and eventually like hey you know what there's only so many five minute increments in the day until that day is over jerks it happens to all of us i believe Mm -hmm. you know what does not happen to all of us Mm -hmm. having an innate desire to marry one's laptop yet that's a thing that's happening in florida where these stories tend to originate from Florida man has filed a case to allow him to marry his Apple computer which is filled just filled with porn. The man says and this is like this is this is where the, the it gets interesting because there's a uh, there's a political agenda related to wanting to marry the gadget that houses his fap material. The man's logic is this. He says that if gays have the right to marry then he should have the right to marry his preferred sexual object. He said, over time, he's come to realize that he prefers having sex with his computer as opposed to real women. See, here's the deal. This dude is, uh, as you might have figured out by now, he's against gay marriage. And he says the... uh, Filing sexual orientation never existed until Obama came into office. He's gone on the record saying he thinks Obama is trying to make America a gay nation. And uh, he's claiming that he is making the Florida court system, and I quote, put up or shut up on the equal protection argument upon which the push for gay marriage is based, in case you weren't previously aware. Now, the judge has tossed out the man's case for now, but as you can imagine, the type of person that would do this has a lot of time on their hands, and they're not going quietly into that good night. Here's the thing about uh, gay marriage. I'm for it. Well, I mean, you know, only if the gay people want to get married. If they don't really want to get married, like if there's one gay person that wants to get married and the other one doesn't, well, that's not going to end well, so they should not get married. But they should have the right to experience love. In every way that a straight person does. They should have the right to experience the jaw-grinding misery that is waking up to the same person every single day, day in, day out for the rest of their lives. And going like, yep, that's what I settled for. They too should have the luxury of going home and going like, I'm trying to remember the last time I opened up a door in my house and you weren't behind it. Gay people should be able to experience all facets of love and marriage in every way, shape, or form that straight people are. How it's even a question is sort of kind of beyond me at this point. And I think, as we've discussed in the past, one of the main reasons I I want gay marriage to be legal everywhere you go, Is because, well, gay marriage means gay divorce. And gay divorce means gay divorce court on TV. And as you and I have discussed many a time, I would watch the living bejesus out of gay divorce court. But it's morons like this guy. (laughs) This guy that is trying to marry. (laughs) This, This guy who's trying to marry his computer out of principle. This guy who has an incredibly small life. Brain the size of a walnut. And entirely too much time on his hands. It's, it's morons like this dude. He's living proof that politicians and preachers have tremendous amounts of power. Even if you are legitimately religiously or morally opposed to gay marriage, there's a very simple easy way to rid your life of the concept. What is it? Shocking in its simplicity.
2: 713, 713, Whoa. 713. Whoa.
1: off ladies and off is crazy don't forget that boy told you get your shoulder I probably owe it to y'all ladies gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the show thank you so much for hanging being part of my radio family I'm your host, AD, Joining the conversation by tweeting me at ADSXE, super produced by my man Funkhauser. Funkhauser can be tweeted at Funk FM, correct? Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. Eighth time's a charm. Don't make that mistake in ninth time. Uh, if you're just joining us, we were discussing the fact that it has come to this. A guy wants to marry his porn-filled computer. He said the... Gadget that houses his fat material is his preferred sexual object. He's come to realize that he prefers that to women. So why shouldn't he be allowed to marry it? And as you can imagine, there's a political subtext to this because it emanates from Florida and uh, nothing that happens there is ever simple. There's always some sort of strange motive, like just wanting to marry your fat material on your computer isn't enough. No, it has to have an agenda. And the agenda is this. He claims he's making courts put up or shut up on equal protection. The argument upon which the push for gay marriage is based. See, this guy has an incredibly small life and entirely too much time on his hands. Something very simple he can do. And you can do if you have a problem with gay marriage. And the idea that equality should be experienced by all people. And by the way, if that's you, you probably want to turn off now because this show is not for you. We don't fall down on the left. We don't fall down on the right. We bring the left and right together over universal truths like boobs are great, fart jokes are funny, and gay people should be allowed to get married. It's kind of a simple argument. And even if you are legitimately religiously or morally opposed to gay marriage, there's a very simple, easy way to rid your life of the very concept of gay marriage ready for this? It's called not marrying a gay person. It's not your problem. It's not your business. It doesn't affect you. But this guy, this guy who, if he has time to take an argument to court that he should be allowed to marry, if he has time to take an argument to court that he should be allowed to marry the fat material on his computer, then I I can't imagine the guy had an incredibly busy schedule that he had to clear for this. The guy is not probably the most productive member of society. And it is these troglodytes, these non-opposable, thumb-having, vestigial, tail-wagging, cross-burning, AR-15-hoarding idiots that people like Pat Robertson and Rand Paul have their hooks in. It's just like Rand Paul will tell you that, uh, you know, that that thing about gay marriage leading to bestiality, I said, and that's why I'm against it. That that was a joke. Yeah, it might have been a joke to you. And it's a joke that lines your campaign coffers, jerk, because you might not necessarily. I mean, there's no way Rand Paul believes that gay marriage leads to bestiality. How do we know this? Because before he became a crackpot politician and by the way. Old Rand. God, he's not the Ron Paul Jr. we were hoping for. He's not the like Ron Paul. Like there was a lot of things that I I didn't necessarily agree with him. But like there was a lot of things he said that I thought were just incredibly well thought out common sense points. And and I actually kind of had high hopes for him. I was just like, you know, we're sick of the norm. Old Ron, uh, if he makes a run of it, might be decent. But the thing is, he looks like the Crypt Keeper. He's too rickety. He's too old. He looks like he's going to fall down at any point. He looks like he's a broken hip away from something that's going to end his life. And you just don't trust that to be the leader of the free world. So like, that's why old Ron didn't make it in. And then everybody thought like, hey, we've got Rand Paul. That'll be like the $6 billion Paul. He's better, faster, stronger. We can rebuild him with all the same ideologies and uh, less prunes to have a bowel movement. But Rand Paul, such a freaking washout disappointment. Like the apple fell rather fall from the, far from the tree on that one. And folks like Rand Paul saying things like, you know, homosexuality and gay marriage, that's going to lead to bestiality. Like you can't possibly believe that, you lying sack of crap. You're a medical doctor. Before you became a crackpot politician that failed to measure up to your father's example, you were a medical doctor. You know there is no earthly biological way that gay people being allowed to get married is going to lead to other people going like, hey, you know, initially I only looked at pigs as being bacon, but now it looks like I should be doing some pork No, it's not going to happen. It's just not. And you know that. However, there's idiots that line your campaign coffers that do believe that. So you say it and then you blow, then you blow it off saying it was in jest. But folks like this dude in Florida listen to you. They've got small enough lives and small enough minds that they pay attention to that offhanded crap that you use to put money in your campaign finance pocket. And now he's wasting his life, wasting his life by campaigning for uh, uh, the opportunity to marry his laptop out of principle that you laid down and Pat Robertson laid down and idiots like that. You have real tangible power over stupid people with entirely too much time on their hands. And you have to treat that responsibly. This dude, if he has time to go to court and fight for the right to marry the fat material on his laptop... He will make it to the voting booth every single time on every single issue because he has nothing better to do, nothing stopping him. No pressing concerns in his daily life. He'll vote on every last possible thing it's possible to pull a lever for. And that is frightening. That's scary, scary stuff. I honestly believe you should pass an IQ test before you're allowed to reproduce. I honestly believe that if you don't pass that IQ test, you should be sterilized. I don't know that every right should be inalienable. I don't, it's not a popular thing to say in America, but I don't necessarily know that you should have the right to vote on everything. I'm one of those people that doesn't feel like if you are someone who is unemployed in the long term, You should have the right to vote yourself a pay raise. I know it's sticky. I know it's marginalizing people because of their lack of employment in a very tough economy. But I also believe there's a problem with people voting themselves pay raises and voting in people that are going to give them more for doing less. And by the same token, idiots like this guy, who was just a, clearly you're a, like a waste of freaking space. Like there should be, the, the, you know what? I should be in charge. I should be like, no, you're the guy that tried to marry his laptop. You don't get to vote. These are the voters. See, if you're like me, you believe in personal responsibility. You don't look to the government to change your life. If I have a problem in my life, I wake up in the morning and I go, oh, God, this sucks. What am I going to do about it? I don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, God, this sucks. What's a governor of the state I live in going to do about it? What is my president going to do about it? What's some elected official going to do about this problem in my life? If you're waiting for a government to make tangible changes in your life, you're going to be waiting for a long-ass time, my friend. You're on the road to nowheresville with a stop-off in disappointment town, and it's not going to happen. And that's why I believe in personal responsibility, and I don't look to the government to change my life, and I don't think you do either if you're still listening to the program at this point, which means if you're like me, you probably have too much going on. You're probably too busy dealing with your life and your responsibilities and trying to kick the world into a shape in which you enjoy it to get out and vote on every little thing, to, to pull the lever on on all this stuff, to... to this guy has that time on his hands. This guy has all the time in the world and he's off and he's going to vote all the time on everything. And, And we're, dealing with our daily lives, going to work, being productive members of society, trying to do what's right for us and our families and all of the above. And in the meantime, troglodyte boy over here is dragging his knuckles off to the voting booth and pulling levers on things that he has no comprehension and no understanding of. He's just verbatim regurgitating something that some hateful, hate mongering, ill-informed idiot that happens to be either a politician or a preacher has told him to do. The masses are stupid and easy to control. And that's why these folks have so much money on the right and on the left. If you can find someone stupid enough to coax a knee-jerk reaction out of them where they're just going to believe what you say because you're on TV or because you're an elected official, then you, my friend, have done rather well in the political and or religious field. And your collection plate will be filled multiple times over and over again by people that can't be bothered with all that pesky thinking for themselves. And it's guys like this that make me go, you know, maybe I should get out and vote a little bit more. We are actively engaged in a battle against complete stupidity. I had so much I wanted to go over today, and we're short on time. But I wanted to talk about joining the Mile High Club. Now, initially I was going to talk about this girl from England who joined the Mile High Club on a flight to Vegas. But we have a much more interesting story that has reared its uh its head Funkhauser you apparently have joined the mile high club you've gotten on an airplane a private jet no less and gotten busy at how many how many feet in the air 30,000 feet oh, I don't something know. like it was that was
2: up in the sky at some point yeah how it be- was it it was um the it was a little lighter and you know you have a little less oxygen up there uh-huh. so uh, it was quite exhilarating from what I recall. There was a lot of alcohol consumed in, on this private flight. And
1: whose private jet were you on?
2: It was a uh, successful radio personality that we all uh, know and love. Oh, um, my God. And this really? person was going for a... a Wait a haul. second.
1: There's radio personalities with private jets? Y- well, y- sort of. You mean his, if I like, work really hard and put my nose to the grindstone, one day you could be having sex on my private jet? This could happen and probably
2: will. Th- oh good. Th- Finally, a light at the end of the tunnel. But go on. So yeah, it was a 40-minute flight. <laughs> so So you was, had time uh, to do it what? 20 times? Uh yeah, real quick. <laughs> and uh nobody knew what happened and you know, nobody was uh aware of the situation until afterwards and it was pretty damn cool. Who's pretty the willing participant? Cool. Oh, she was an well, she was an intern lady friend that I you, you know how those intern lady friends are. I like to be you on know, the You know, I always too. hear these
1: stories. I always hear these intern lady friend stories. I always hear these, like, you know, like, ah, this dude's mom honked on Bobo so she could get backstage at some radio festival. Like, I just, like, I really... Like, I, all these things happen to someone else, and I would not partake in these things if they were to come my way, because, well, I'm straight-edge. I'm straight edge. I don't drink, don't smoke, don't take drugs, don't believe in casual sex, don't do a lot of things that a lot of people do to have a lot of fun... Uh, but, I also have significantly less itchy burning sensations in the nether regions, and I also uh spend way less money on booze and drugs but but here's the thing: while I might not participate in them and in uh, no way am I judging you for to for participating in them but like they never get offered up to me really annoying. I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in this respect. All I know is that I hear when you get excited on a plane, you feel like Johnny Holmes, because you know when they hand you that bag of potato chips, and because of the air pressure, it's bulging out like you've never seen a bag of potato chips do? Apparently, the same thing happens south of the equator. Well done, Funkhauser. Well done. Thank
2: you. Thank you.